0: to perform more off-air fundraising and less on-air pledge drives keep it here at 94.1 for more details on how you can help us refresh kpfa thank you and you're listening to 94.1 kpfa in berkeley 89.3 kpfb in berkeley 88.1 kfcf in fresno online at kpfa.org at times 3 p.m stay tuned for cover to cover with jennifer stone die Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Did you hear that last show? Ah I love it. Ah ha, ha, deja vu all over again. Ah ha, there's a great book called The Naked Ape. I must bring it down here and use it for a laugh. Ah ha ha, here we go again. Ah, I'll tell you what. I figured it out. Men learn from the animals. And women learn from the plants, and that's why men stand up and women sit down frankly i <laughs> i I just it fascinates me why these things are still still such a oh gosh, such an obsession uh frankly i uh I can't figure it out. I got up this morning and, unfortunately, did listen to the news, and I figure that uh, Ebola, the nightmare of, uh, nightmare of nightmares, the apocalyptic horror, you know, uh, <laughs> dark ages, boys and girls, four horsemen of the apocalypse, riding hard, never mind, well, oh, got to be upbeat. That's the rule now. Today is September the 16th in 2014, 21st century. This week, right, we're going to find out whether Scotland is going to become independent. There's another terribly, <laughs> terribly serious problem. Uh, the United Kingdom may lose yet another of its colonies. Of course, Scotland is not a colony. I know that. Not the way uh, these states were back in the uh, 17th. It was 17th and 18th century. Uh, Ireland uh, has been on her own for years now, <laughs> she thinks. Let's face it. The British Empire is, uh, a state of mind, that's what it is, uh, certainly taken over the, uh, the arts, that is, uh, theater art, theater art, that's it, uh, the BBC reigns, uh, uh, I don't mean to be silly, there are serious issues dealing with Ireland, uh, although that does seem to me just making more paperwork, but what do I know, what do I know? I'm sure that justice will prevail. My favorite is always Canada. Canada, that's a huge chunk of what was once the British Empire. They do seem to have made the best of both worlds. Uh, Ireland, that was pretty nasty. They got ground down till they were worse off than... um, what is called third world countries. There it is, right there, in the middle of Europe. Uh, Then things got a lot better. And then, of course, it crashed again last year or the year before. Anyway, you know the history. Uh, I think a third of the Irish population had to emigrate. Uh, Then they went back, and now they're leaving again. Anyway, in the middle of the 19th century, the Irish famine killed Many, even most of my ancestors. Uh, ah, yes, the British helped that happen. Yes, they could have, they could have done the right thing, and the Irish famine could have been uh, at least alleviated. But never mind. I was going to bring Jonathan Swift's essay today, "A Modest Proposal." <laughs> oh, it's just too grim. The great satirist Jonathan Swift wrote uh, a modest proposal suggesting that cannibalism was the answer to Irish uh, poverty. Cook the little babies. He gives you recipes. (laughs) Anyway, too grim. Okay, this week, Scotland is on center stage. And uh, I remember, uh, well, last week I did talk about a television show uh that dates way back let's see in 1746 there was a rebellion in uh Scotland they were sick of the uh, rulers there in London and uh this rebellion was put down crushed smashed uh they even even took the Gaelic language Out of the schools and said, you know, no more. Couldn't uh, speak Gaelic or you would be severely punished. Think of South Africa and not too long ago, uh, yes, outlaw the language. The show I'm talking about is on cable TV if you want to enjoy uh, the historical parallels. I love that stuff. Uh, It's called Outlander. It's all about uh, a woman who time travels back to 1743. She starts out in 1746. Uh, no, 1743. Oh, my, my, my. In uh, in London, in uh, World War II, right? She's an army nurse. Somehow or another, she gets too close to some standing stones, and she's whisked back to 1743 and she knows about that rebellion coming in 1746 and she tries to warn the Scots but of course they don't believe her because it hasn't happened yet anyway that's a fun show uh my favorite bit last night uh last weekend I guess when the show aired they're up to the fourth or fifth episode uh she's hanging out with uh A guy called Black Jack Randall, who was the ancestor of her 1943 husband. And the one back in the 18th century is a rat. Uh, He's really sadistic. I I, uh, was kind of startled. I I didn't think it was going to be that grim a show. But anyway... There she is, and uh, there's all kinds of little historical details that are kind of enjoyable. I think that high school students might have some fun sorting out the differences between rebellions then and rebellions now. Different weapons. But, of course, human nature is a constant, remains the same. Uh, In any age, I guess, yes, technology is what changes things, you know, the guns, the cannons, the weapons, what is it, gunpowder, and then of course, in my lifetime, (laughs) Hiroshima, I think I was 12, Uh, never mind, Uh, I think that independence is a nice idea, like individuals, we want to be sovereign, we don't want, other people to push us around we want to have political justice you can't have peace without justice and other cliches uh actually i like the stuff about the women uh you know feminism the so-called witches back in the 18th century uh actually the the last show i kind of winced uh the bad guy uh, is talking to the woman who has time-traveled, and she says something about how everything could be all right if people were just wise, you know. And he looks at her, and he says, isn't it pretty to think so? And I thought, that's not fair. Anyway, wasn't born yet. <laughs> that's his line. Uh, anyway, uh, it's called Outlander, I believe... It's on the Encore Max. I forget. You have to go through the fancy premium cable channels. Uh, <laughs> the redcoats are coming, boys and girls. Uh, I don't like the spins on uh, torture in the show. Uh, the guy, Captain Jack Randall, Black Jack, he turns out to be not just a rapist, but the world's master torturer. Uh, I made a list of all the, uh, what do you call Uh, it, super-duper torturers in the movies, and then I thought, no, I'll save that for another time. Uh, We always know that uh, if given a chance, there will be somebody somewhere who will enjoy pain and who will jump right in there, you know, and set the dogs on people, that kind of thing, Uh, ah, never mind, enough, enough of that, enough of that, I, I wanted to uh, talk about something more, what do you call that, more interesting, uh, about me, that's what I want to talk about, because I'm history, that's what I am, I'm 80 years old, because it's, the 21st century, 2014. And it seems to me that whenever I begin to think about history or my age, <laughs> I don't plan to die, I plan to become extinct. I say to myself that now I know it all, or I have known it all, seen it all. and Then I realize that, of course, that is nonsense. How many of us, uh, even historians... How many of us uh, know anything about uh, the world, about uh, wisdom? I think James Cagney getting his award, I'll never forget. He says, now that we are old and full of wisdom, right. Uh, I think the thing I like to do most, uh, well, I, I like to talk about history, but more than that, I like to find things that I didn't know. I might have suspected, but things I've never done, lives I've never understood or even imagined. Uh, So, I found one last night. I found the diary of Dorothy Wordsworth, 1771. Mm -hmm. 18th century. Now, that's my 18th century. Uh, The Lake District and Dorothy Wordsworth, sister of William. Dorothy, let's see, she was born 1771, died 1855. Ah, She was old, old. She did not grow wise. She went nuts, but that had probably something to do with the food anyway. I can't imagine her life, but what I find fascinating when I read her diary is that she obviously was a lot happier than most of the people I know, Uh, maybe not, maybe not, how do we know? There she was, secluded in England, in that beautiful Lake District. This is a place so loved uh, by English romantics, oh, yes, the Byronic idols, not, not, uh, it's not the violent northern moors of the Brontes, now, Dorothy loved, absolutely loved her brother, William, utterly. And it was okay, apparently, in those days. Uh, You could even kiss your siblings. Now, that's the sort of love I've never known. And obviously, since Freud, it's been a problem here in the West. Uh, Other places in the world, I think maybe familial love is uh, its just as common as familial dysfunction Uh, my own brother was closer to Branwell Bronte Uh, that was a tragic loss Uh, substance abuse you know Branwell and my brother I think I can blame Vietnam for my brother's tragedy anyway Dorothy Wordsworth's lifelong love for her brother William uh was so unselfish, so free of ego that uh, I I can hardly believe it. Obviously, you have to read between the lines because uh, she didn't seem to object at any point uh, when he used so many of her images to create his poems. Now, I found a page of prose that needs only a few tweaks to become... William's poetry, but (laughs) I'm not going to read that because it's just just too wicked. It looks like plagiarism, but always the muse gives of herself uh, body and soul, no demands. Uh, Actually, uh, there were some muses who had a fit, you know, Zelda Fitzgerald. She was one. T.S. Eliot's first wife, Vivian, insisted that she was the voice, the mother of uh, Thomas Stearns Eliot's poetry, mother of his thoughts. Who can say where one begins and the other leaves off the perfect, perfect combination was Alice Talkless and Gertrude Stein, all one voice. I just know that life like Dorothy Wordsworth... uh, is one that, while I don't envy her, I have to admire. Pretty classy to find such utter happiness. Uh, I think it's probably Christianity, or at least the way she writes. It seems to be. She seems to have been able to find happiness in this great love, even when he... Marries. She's glad for his happiness. Uh, she shook up, but uh, she went on to live with the couple, with her brother and uh, his wife and uh, the wife's sister. Mm-hmm. There never seemed to have been any questions about the the closeness of these folks. Uh, it's only it's only here in this cruel. Age In which we live That the rule is of course You gotta get out You gotta get out You gotta get away from your parents Get away from your siblings Be independent Like Scotland Let's see I'm reading Dorothy Wordsworth's Little diary It's in a book called Revelations, Diaries of Women And here it is her brother's getting married, she writes, on Monday, 4th October, 1802. My brother, William, was married to Mary Hutchinson. I slept a good deal of the night, rose fresh and well in the morning. At a little after eight o'clock, I saw them go down the avenue towards the church William had parted from me upstairs. I gave him the wedding ring with how deep a blessing. I took it from my forefinger where I had worn it the whole of the night before. He slipped it again onto my finger and blessed me fervently. When they were absent, my dear little Sarah... Uh guess that's Mary's sister, right? Prepared the breakfast. I kept myself as quiet as I could. But when I saw the men running up the walk, coming to tell us it was over, I could stand it no longer. Threw myself on the bed where I lay in stillness, neither hearing nor seeing anything. Till Sarah came upstairs to me and said, They are coming. I have a footnote here. Obviously, she didn't go to the wedding in the church, I think, of Charlotte Bronte's father, who refused to give her away when she married that uh, guy, Nichols, the curate. Anyway, she was in her late thirties, actually, Charlotte Bronte, when she got married, and her father obviously knew that uh, he was going to lose this last, last child. All the others gone, died, but uh, he couldn't bring himself to go to the church and give his child away. Uh, Now, here's Dorothy Wordsworth. Uh, She says that knowing her brother and his wife are coming, she's forced from the bed where I lay. I moved, I knew not how, straightforward, faster than my strength could carry me till I met my beloved William and fell upon his bosom. He and John Hutchinson... John is Mary Hutchinson's brother, so it would be Wordsworth's brother-in-law. John led me to the house, and there I stayed to welcome my dear Mary. Oh, I see they are at the home of Mary Hutchinson. As soon as we had breakfasted, we departed. It rained when we set off. Poor Mary was much agitated when she parted from her brothers and her sisters and her home. Uh-huh. Apparently, in those days, uh, they were more worried about what they were losing uh, when they got married, right? Uh, she loses her home. Anyway, off they go, and uh, she says they arrive at Glasmere at about six o'clock on Wednesday evening, See, traveling two days. For my part... I cannot describe what I felt, and our dear Mary's feelings would, I dare say, not be easy to speak of. What kind of a honeymoon was that on the road? We went, she goes on to say, we went by candlelight into the garden. We were astonished at the growth of the brooms, the portugal laurels, and so on and so on. Next day, Thursday, we unpacked the boxes... Friday 8th, we baked bread and Mary and I walked first upon the hillside and then in John's grove, that's the brother-in-law's grove. Uh, This was the first walk that I had taken with my sister. (laughs) Another footnote here, I think, of the recent uh, show, Sister Wives. Anyway, here we are. Oh, about a month later, in November, she writes, I scalded my foot with coffee after having been in bed in the afternoon. I was near fainting and then bad in my bowels. Mary waited upon me till two o'clock. Then we went to bed, and with applications of vinegar, I was lulled to sleep about four. Obviously, this woman has the jitters. Uh, Ah... Move on to Christmas Eve, December, 1802. William now sitting by me at half-past o'clock. I have been beside him ever since tea, running up the heel of a stocking. She's mending. I repeated some of his sonnets to him, listening to his own repeating Then reading some of Milton, it is a quiet, keen frost. Mary is in the parlor below, attending to the baking of cakes. Mary's well, and I am well. It is today, Christmas Day, Saturday, 25th, December, 1802. I am 31 years of age. It is a dull, frosty day. Fascinating! Can you imagine living in such a secluded uh, way? Of course, in those days, their whole world was their family, the people that were right there for them. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to skip through because I don't have time to read the pages that I've marked. Uh, William now reading Ben Johnson... I'm going to read German till ten o'clock, a quiet night, the fire flutters. I hear nothing else save the breathing of my beloved. He now and then pushes his book forward, turns over a leaf. I walked six miles with him. Ah, let's see. She keeps reading German all the way till midnight a foolish lady. <laughs> Dorothy's health failed her, and uh, her mind was affected. Uh, she apparently had arteriosclerosis. She has strong self-discipline. Uh, but the last 20 years of her life, uh, she became childish, querulous, they call it. She survived her brother by five years, nursed by his wife, Mary, whose letters, that's another story, always referred to her sister-in-law as Dear Dorothy. Uh, For some reason, I think of Charles and Mary Lamb. Remember, they wrote something called Lamb's Tales from Shakespeare. They were a brother and sister who were devoted to one another, possibly because Mary had murdered their parents when she was young and, uh, was, uh, mentally, mentally, uh, Challenged is <laughs> yes, Dorothy. I found a strawberry blossom in a rock. When I wrote a story, an impression of Dorothy Wordsworth in school, I used that line: "I found a strawberry blossom in a rock. I think of that as a metaphor for how she found uh, the love of her life. Uh, right. She did it. Yes, it was a fossilized love, but there it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Over and over, she uh, is disappointed by William, but she makes excuses for him and for his breath being so cold when he kisses her. Uh I guess she wrote... Apparently she wrote most of his love letters to Mary. How's that? Uh Oh, and she's rewriting a lot of his stuff. And she doesn't always uh, succeed. And sometimes she regrets it. Oh, oh, she says, he's come back to me. Oh, the darling, I will look well and be well when he comes back to me. I will be busy. Oh, and here is one of his bitten apples. I can hardly find in my heart to throw it into the fire. (laughs) These people were not frail. Let's see, she broiled beefsteaks the next day. (laughs) She speaks of being compelled to serious thought from time to time. And uh, she helps him write poems about Uh, beggars and peddlers and people who suffer live around uh, their beautiful home. Uh, They are not wealthy, but uh, they are in a state of what we used to call genteel poverty. She goes over his stanzas uh, and uh, she talks about hail showers, the hailstones looked so clean and pretty upon the dry, clean road. I read him that account of little boys belonging to that tall woman. And it was an unlucky thing, for he could not escape from the very words... Oh, dear, I cannot read the rest of this. It turned into a poem. It turned into a poem. Uh, and then they went back to reading Ben Johnson. Uh, <laughs> she writes, My tooth broke today. They will soon all be gone. Let that pass. I shall be beloved. I want no more. Hill in the afternoon took Laudanum, that's the wine of opium, it's a wonderful drug, Uh, she took laudanum, anyway, uh, 31, and scarcely a truth left, I've been reading to you from the diary of Dorothy Wordsworth, sister of William, this has been Jennifer Stone, back on the air next Tuesday at this same time, till then go easy and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. old-time music convention is coming to town from tuesday september 16th through sunday september 21st concerts and square dances with award-winning pickers and singers a string band contest with 20 bands movie night workshops and kids activities at berkeley locations including freight and salvage ashkenaz the saturday farmers market pacific film archive uc berkeley and the berkeley public library fun for the whole family Visit berkeleyoldtimemusic.org for all the details. All proceeds benefit the Berkeley Old Time. Music.